Hey everybody, welcome, it's Zach Ullman, and I have a fantastic story to share with you. Actually, it is my story of how I went from living on a farm in Northwest Indiana, in a town of 3,500 people, you know, to traveling the world, and all of the challenges and circumstances and stuff that I had to get over personally to make that happen. So today is about my story, today is about mindset, today is about taking action, and most importantly, today is about figuring it out. So keep listening and hopefully you can, you know, do something for yourself that can help you get through whatever it is that you're going through. So keep listening, gang. All right, so for those of you that don't know my story, I love sharing this because it's a, a story of, you know, uh, overcoming things. Uh, it's a story of, you know, from a guy that, uh, you know, when I first started this, I was scared to death of people. I was an analyst for a reason. I, I, I would break out in sweat. I would stu uh, stutter, stammer. I would uh, uh, intentionally not talk to people because I didn't know what to say. But before I even got to that point, I, you know, I wasn't planning on going to school. I was planning on living in my hometown forever. And that's really where I want to start because, you know, it took a lot for me to actually uh, grow out of my hometown to, you know, then I moved to Chicago, then I moved to Arizona, and now we're traveling the world. So when I first got started, the first time I had this thought of, I want to travel the world, I want to help a lot of people, and I want to make a lot of money, I was about 18 years old. And it was right after I graduated high school, and I was like, oh crap, this is real. Like, life is really coming at me. Like, I can't say, say it, my mom's, my, the, my, the rest of my life, you know, I can't work at this motorcycle shop I've been working at the rest of my life, and be able to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. That was a that was a big scary moment, and because uh, prior to that I was I was going through high school I was I wasn't very good at high school I didn't take high school very serious, but you know I just said you know what I'll uh, I'll sort of figure out odds and ends jobs here making I remember my first job was uh, when I was eight years old I was making four dollars an hour working in the vegetable fields picking vegetables for my neighbors I worked up uh, you know to working on our own farm in Northwest Indiana and then I got a a job, uh, you know, sorting pickles and other neighbors, you know, growing up on a farm, there's not a whole lot of uh, options. So eventually I got a job working for a motors at a motorcycle dealership. And, you know, it was like 10 bucks an hour, eight, 10 bucks an hour. And I, I loved it, but I hated the, the, the aspect of what I was getting paid and there was no future in it for me. So, you know, I graduated high school. I'm like, what now? And, you know, everyone else was either uh, going to college or going into the job market. And I didn't want to take a job I didn't like, and I didn't want to go to college. So I started looking at books, started, you know, uh, figuring out what, what what's a path that, that could align with what I'm doing. And that was traveling the world, helping people and making money. And I eventually, you know, settled into this world called entrepreneurship, business ownership, and investing. Except I didn't know anybody that was in that arena. So I asked around and everyone said, you know, well, in order to do that, you gotta go to college. Go to college, go to college, go to college. And I hated school, like absolutely hated it. And, uh, but I wanted that lifestyle more than I hated school. So I, I took the leap, actually uh, uh, went to Indiana University. And here's the thing, gang, I had to start off in such low level math classes and such uh, low level English classes that I didn't even get college credits for them. They were high school like refresher classes because when I was in high school, I didn't pay attention to anything because I didn't value education. 
right? And that's a, that's a crucial point. Today, I value education so much. I'm actually consistently paying for it. But back then, I didn't. So I would consistently, you know, be going to my classes, you know, trying to find this way. And, you know, one day I met an instructor and he was head of the business department. He goes, he goes Zach, I can see whatever it is that you want. You want it really bad. And he started mentoring me, he took me under his wing and, and he started showing me the classes I needed to take. And, he, and what we ended up doing is we started going down this path for a PhD. And because that was my mentor. My mentor was uh, the head of the business school at Indiana University. He was very successful. He had his PhD. And I wanted to model him because I didn't have anybody else to model. And then I, you know, I spent five years in undergrad, got a um, bachelor's in finance and a bachelor's in business. And then I went out to the job market and I said, where's all these jobs that I was promised? And it was right in, the, in 2008 when literally everything hit the fan, the proverbial fan inside of uh, the financial market. And the, the, you know, I was competing against people from Lehman Brothers, Morgan Stanley, all of these big financial institutions that had all of these experience and I had zero experience. And so it took me about two years to actually find a job. And I was hunting, I was still, you know, I was working on the farm. I was uh, doing an internship in Chicago. And then at nights I was taking math classes so I could go for my PhD because uh, I didn't have a very uh, a real high level of math, so I had to continuously do that. And then at about a year and a half in, I said, you know what, this PhD thing, I think is, I don't wanna say overrated, let me rephrase that, it's not for me, because I'm gonna to have to spend all this money and time for school, and then I'm gonna to have to spend, uh, you know, uh, proving myself, writing these papers, and I'm gonna to have to go find a job, and I'm still not gonna be in control of my life. I'm still not gonna be able to travel like I want. I'm still not gonna be able to do the things that I want. And then, you know, uh, life progressed. I got a job at the uh, Chicago Board of Trade becoming a commodities broker. I was just head down working. And I hated that because uh, I didn't feel like the ethics were there from the people that I were working with. So about a year into that, I made zero dollars because I couldn't find the courage to actually sell somebody on my skill set. And what I mean by that is I was cold calling all of these people and I had to give them advice, but I didn't know enough to what I figured to give them adequate advice to charge for it. So I didn't. And I would always let them off the hook because I wasn't confident myself because uh, it, it just it wasn't something for me. And then I, I became a, a business. I worked for a valuation company. And that is really where I gained so much knowledge from uh, uh, how to grow businesses, understand businesses, understand the finances, understand the whole world of this. And so I, uh, I spent about two years at that company and then I got a job working for one of the best companies in the world in that arena and I thought it was it. I was making six figures a year. I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, this is what I always dreamed of. I had life, insur life insurance, health insurance, vision, or dental, like I've never had any of that before. And I was super excited. And about four months into it, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> this was, you know, I felt like it was the, uh, if you've ever seen Wizard of Oz, uh, I pulled behind the curtain and I'm like, this is gonna be the rest of my life. I was working 60 to 100 hours a week. You know, it was, you really had to produce to make money in that world. And I was very good at what I did. I just didn't like that lifestyle of showing up at the office 60 to 100 hours a week, 
I was really dealing with high-end finances, uh, very, uh, how would I say it, theoretical financing. So I was always thinking, like, which I love to do, but I'd wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, did I add a percentage sign to that formula? Did I do this? Did I do that? Because, uh, you know, the work that I was in, there was somebody always trying to discredit us, you know, because we were expert witnesses. We were putting valuations on things that other people were trying to make either lower or higher for whatever reason we were hired for. So there was a lot of stress that came with it. And uh, I remember going on vacation and I, I couldn't even relax because I was so stressed out about my job. And then one day, my buddy, uh, you know, he says, hey, how about you come down to this, uh, he called it bowling night. He goes, come down to bowling night and meet some investors. And I was like, no, I, I'm good, is what I said. I was resigned and cynical because I didn't think life, I thought this was it. Where I grew up, I was told, you know, put your head down, uh, focus and just grind it out. And I remember one day I was sitting at work and I said, this is what I said to myself. I felt like I was lied to because I was told if I worked hard, I could have anything I wanted. And man, I was working hard. I literally had no girlfriend. I would stay the weekends to work. Uh, I would sleep at the office. I remember just to, to try to prove myself. And I, I couldn't work any harder, but I remember saying, I was like, uh, I'm not getting what I want. Like these people lied to us. Well, what's, what's wrong with this system? And, you know, my buddy just kept asking me, he said, hey, come down to bowling night, come down to bowling night, come down to bowling night. And one day I was just so sick and tired of being sick and tired, I took him up on that offer. And, you know, it turns out bowling night was their real estate investor meeting, their weekly real estate investor meeting. And they called it that because they said they never miss it. It's like bowling night, never miss bowling night. And so I got to see this and experience this culture. And when I went down there, I saw a 22-year-old man that was making uh $10,000 a month in residual income and traveling the world. He didn't have college. He didn't have any fancy, fancy education, right? All he had was the access to that community and, and the education that they had. And I sort of looked at myself and I was, I'm 27 at that time. And I'm making, you know, what most people would consider great money. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't think so. I wanted more money. I wanted to help more people. I wanted to make a bigger difference in this world. I wanted to travel. And I, none of that was possible in the job that I was doing. So I looked, you know, at 27, I said, maybe, maybe there's a different way. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know everything. I remember that was like one of the first times I was like, wow, these people are doing it and, and, and they're living this lifestyle and they didn't take the conventional route. What's this other route they keep sharing and talking about? And so I really got interested in it. And I came back to a couple more meetings. I got to know these uh, ladies and gentlemen a little bit more. And I finally jumped in and I jumped in to the extent, you know, I, I bought the education. I signed up for the, the program and I didn't have the money. Right. <laughs> and, you know, they said, well, that, that's an even bit better reason to have uh, to get going, because if you're making six figures a year and you don't have the money to start with us, you're not doing something right. You don't understand money. You don't understand saving and investing and all that. And they were absolutely right. I knew how to work for other people. I knew how to get paid an hourly check and that was it i didn't know how to start a business i had a little car cleaning business when i was in high school but that was about it and so i did it and i quit my career not only job but my career i spent my entire college career going through this uh, i was making i had everything that most people wanted except for i wasn't happy and i remember my mom was like what are you doing because i had to borrow the money from my mom to pay for this education course to learn how to invest in real estate 
she, you know, she questioned me, but at the same time, she supported me because she gave me the money. And so what I did is I took a 40 hour a week job from seven to three 30 at a, a consulting gig. So that way it was, it was very uh, rigid. I, I didn't have to take any of my work home with me. So that meant I could work after hours. So for about two years, I consistently, uh, I had a, a job, a 40 hour week job. And then on the side, I worked and worked and worked and worked inside of this. And about 18 months later, I was able to quit that job. Now, here's the thing. I wasn't able to quit that job because of the knowledge I had, uh, because I had the knowledge, right? There was one thing, uh, now that was a piece of it, I tell, I tell everybody, but there was one thing that made a huge difference and it really opened up the door. And that was personal development because knowledge alone will not get you where you wanna go. And I'm a testament of that because I read and read and I've read so many books about creating businesses and, and this whole world of it and watching YouTube videos and, and consuming all of this information. But I never once focused on personal development and that's why I wasn't getting anywhere. And as soon as I started adding personal development into that uh, story, into, into my lifestyle, I'm telling you the world literally changed. And I hired my first coach and I remember when I moved back to Indiana to take that consulting job, I hired my first coach and he laid into me and he talked to me like no one's ever talked to me. And I'm so grateful for it because here's the, here's the thing that he said. And I remember it to this day. He goes, Zach, quit blaming everyone else for your lack of success. You're at where you're at because of you and nobody else. Start taking responsibility. Let's create a plan and go take some action. Now, that's, a, that's the nice version of it because he was really trying to wake me up because I kept blaming my bosses. I kept blaming the people around me. I remember there was one day uh, I was literally just broke down into tears crying you know, and I was huddled in a ball and I was like, I don't know what to do. And uh, because all I did was blame, 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 blame. Or I was waiting for somebody to give me something. That was the other end of it. I was like, oh, maybe they'll give me a promotion. Oh, maybe they'll give me this. Maybe they'll give me that. And I wasn't taking any responsibility for my success. And I remember when he told me that it was the scariest point of my life. One of the many scary points of my life, because I remember my body swelled up with anxiety. My body swelled up with all of this because I was scared because I could no longer blame anyone else. And that meant it was me. Like I could only blame myself. So I waited about, you know, three to five minutes because I was paying this guy to tell me this stuff. And after about three to five minutes, I was like, holy cow, this guy's right. And if I'm responsible, I don't have to wait. I can go right now. I can go start my business right now. I can go start talking to people. I can start, go start doing this, this, and that. And that's when I really took responsibility. Everything switched for me. Now, did it happen overnight? Absolutely not. But I kept reading, reading personal development books. I kept showing up to the real estate investing masterminds. I kept watching the real estate investing education that I purchased. And I kept participating, right? And about, you know, uh, three years later, uh, I was able to, you know, travel the world. I moved out to Arizona. We started doing that. But in between that, I, there was still more personal development. And I took, if you guys have ever heard of the Landmark Forum, I remember my buddies were trying to get me to take that. Now, these were my mentors, the ones that were running the office, very successful in business and real estate. They said, Zach, you need to take the Landmark Forum. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a three-day course, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a Tuesday night. I don't have time for that. I remember that's what I kept saying. I don't have time for that. Well, finally, I still wasn't getting the success that I wanted. I was having my coach and the personal development books. So finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. 
And I remember going in there, I was super mad. I was dealing with my grandma's estate. I was dealing with my family because my, my, we owned a big farm that had to be handled. And I was just dealing with the drama of family and the drama of having my grandma pass away and all, leaving all of these assets and getting it sorted out. I was dealing with work. I was dealing with, you know, three other businesses I was trying to take on, uh, which don't do only focus on one. And so this whole world of it, while still having a job and, you know, start, uh, I, I was trying to have a rela relationship with my girlfriend. And I say trying because it all revolved around work. I'd pick her up and I said, Hey, let's go, let's go uh, remodel these houses together. And so I, I it still wasn't working. It was much better than it was, but I was still working like crazy. And then I took the landmark forum and uh, I, I took that in September. And in December, I quit my job. I moved out to Arizona. I bought a business and it was just like hammer down. And so uh, I flipped a business over that next year. I, I sort of pulled back from real estate because one of my visions was always to flip businesses. So I pulled out of uh, real estate for a little bit. I still owned a bunch of rentals that helped you know pay the bills. But I focused on this, flipped it in a year, and then I'm like, okay, that was fun, but you know, I, I really am passionate about real estate. I really want to get an office going like I had in Chicago. So I started an office in, in Arizona. We had about ten people in in the meeting, uh, you know, in the mastermind that first that first meeting. And over the next six years, it, it has grown into we're we're pushing a thousand people to to this day. We got one of the largest offices in the country. We have, uh, you know, I have uh, Amazon businesses. I have, a, we have Walmart businesses. We have digital marketing agency. We have a SaaS company. We have a, a house building company. We have a remodeling business. I have an insurance company and, you know, so much more because here's the key is I just stayed committed to the process and I figured it out. Now, I didn't know how to do all of that when I first started and I'm still learning today, but every day I wake up and I have a vision and I have a plan and it revolves around helping others, making money and traveling the world. Those are the three things that I stick to and I don't know what I'm doing every day, but I turn to others. I'm paying coaches. I'm paying for uh, this whole, you know, the personal development still, still heavily involved with that. And I pay for my, my office to be involved with it because it's the thing that made the difference for me. Now, over the span of, you know, that, that, that time when I moved to Arizona, I remember I started my first office uh, and I had to be the guy in the front of the room and I was a nervous wreck. Okay. I would, I would, I would, I remember my first presentation. I read the PowerPoint word for word. I didn't move. It was absolutely horrible. And I think the only reason people didn't leave because they felt sorry for me, <laughs> but here's the thing. I was okay with that. I was okay with looking stupid because I knew what was on the other side of that, right? On the other side of stuttering, on the other side of breaking out in the cold sweats because I was embarrassed, on the other side of not being able to think clearly because I didn't know what to say because I never worked in a professional world like this in, inside of business and entrepreneurship uh, and, and having a lack of confidence because I didn't have the results yet or the experience. But here's what I did know is if I just stayed on the course, eventually, one day it would happen because this is what one of my mentors told me. He said, Zach, you can say on now, this is one, uh, as I was getting into this world, he says, you can stay on this corporate America path if that's what you like, but I can see it. He goes right now, man, it's not leading to where you want to go. This road doesn't go to that town. And he says, or you can get on a different road that leads to a town that has anything you want. The key word has, right? But it, it's not guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed to get there, but in my mind, I was like, oh yes, I am because I'm not gonna give up, 
right? I'm not going to give up. And if I keep going walking down this path when everyone else is quitting, right? I'm, I'm passing people on the side of the road that quit, tried flat tires. You know, this is all an analogy, but I just kept committed to the process, kept showing up to the meetings, kept reading my personal development books, kept hiring my coaches. And one day I remember it was it was, we just kept growing. We got, we got a bigger office, right? And I, I didn't know how to do that. I, I, I never was responsible for a lease on a two-year building before. And then, you know, then we had some challenges. Then we had some challenges around business partnerships. You know, I, I felt like I was doing everything and some of my partners weren't doing anything, but we had an agreement that we split everything 50-50. So I had to deal with that and I had to learn how to uh, get a backbone, I will say, because I, they were much older than me. And I was, I, I, I've never been in a situation like that. So I had to actually have the courage to say, this is enough. And I offered to buy them out. They wouldn't, I offered to, uh, you know, we, I had all of these solutions and they didn't want any of them. So one day I left, I just left the office. I said, Hey, I'm not going to put myself in this toxic environment anymore. So I'm leaving. I was literally losing hair. I was grinding my teeth at night. I was waking my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, in the middle of the night because I was so stressed out. I couldn't even think. And so the only clear path that I saw was to leave. I said, hey, I'm leaving. And I'm so grateful that people followed me because I was I was the guy at the office that was always showing up, always supporting people. So that whole, those whole uh, uh, flock of people, they followed me and we just started fresh. And then I had to get a bigger office because we grew more. So it's, you know, financial commitment, financial commitment, money out, money out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I finally get it. Like when people tell me that run offices and run these big corporations, it's like, you got to pay the bills because they keep coming, right? Regardless of the people. So that's when I really got present to the power and importance of sales, because sales drive the entire business, real estate sales. Uh, we got sales in all, all of our uh, pieces of our business. And so if I wasn't making sales, I wasn't making money to pay the bills to, of, of this big office that, that we created. So that's when I really got uh, focused in sales. And I, I left a lot of the other details to other people because in my mind, I said, if sales aren't happening, there is no business. There's absolutely no business without sales. And before that, I had this negative, negative point of view of sales. And, you know, I didn't like it. And today I absolutely love it because I just changed the context around it. So, you know, I just kept going down that path, focusing on sales, building teams, building processes, building structure so that I could remove myself from this level and then go to the next level. And that is how I've started all these businesses. So we have a, a VA staffing company. And the reason I started that is because I had such a hard time finding VAs. I didn't know how to use VAs. I, I paid all this money for people to find me VAs. But then they just left me and I was stuck there with like, okay, hey, welcome new team member. What do we do now? So I had to learn that process. I had to figure that out, right? And then I needed software, or I'm sorry, I needed marketing. And then I would hire all these people and they wouldn't deliver. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go start my digital, my own digital marketing agency. I had to figure that out. So today we literally control almost every aspect of the deal from front to back, from, from marketing to sales to you know fulfillment of almost every business we have and it's it's a lot but it's empowering to be in control and the key thing is is i've just figured it out and i'm here to help you figure out whatever it is that you want in this world because i'm here to tell you business is a means to an end for most people 
And what I mean by that is I love my businesses. I get to help people. I get to empower people. I get to help other people make money. That is what I'm up to in this world. I personally think that if we can teach people how to manage their finances and make money, we can literally change the world. I believe that I can cure hunger. I can cure poverty. I can cure disease. I can cure all of this if I can teach people how to make money, right? Because with that money, they can buy books. With that money, they can buy food. With that money, they can buy education. With that money, they can buy anything that they need. Now, the other aspect is we want them to be, uh, we want to teach them to be good stewards of that money and help other people and give back and really have that level of energy and focus that, you know, makes the difference. Because I grew up in a world that money was bad, right? And what I've learned is money's not bad. Money just pulls out of the person, whoever they really are. So if you have a bad person, you give them a lot of money, they're probably going to do a lot of bad stuff. But if you give a great person a lot of money, they're probably going to do a lot of great things. And that is what my mission has become in this life is to teach other people how to become great and really pull that greatness out of them and then show them how to make a lot of money with it because then they can go build orphanages. Then they can go feed people. Then they can go make a difference in this world. And then I am not doing it alone because I am only one person and I can only do this, uh, help so many people. But if I can teach other people to be a good steward of humanity and uh, teach other people to be a good steward of finances, then we can have a really big impact in this world. And that is what I'm up to in this world. And if that is something you're up to, reach out to me. Like if, if you want, maybe, maybe you're not there yet. And I will tell you this, I, this was not the vision that I had when I first started off. When I first started off, I wanted to quit my job. That was the only thing. And then I got there and then it was, okay, hey, I want to retire my mom. I want to make sure she has enough money to retire. And then I just kept moving my goals up. So wherever you're at, we can help you. We can support you. So reach out to me. We have 18 support meetings a week, either live in person or via Zoom that we're helping people. We have people on our team that have been doing this for 35 plus years. I've done over a thousand deals a year. We have people that are doing almost every deal you can think of all the way down to people that are brand new. So wherever you fall at inside of that spectrum, our goal is to help you get across that finish line. But it's up to you to get to the starting line. What that looks like is raise your hand and say, hey, I need some help, some direction. That's what I did. And it took courage to do that. It took courage to ask for help. And so I get it. And uh, I'm telling you, you don't have to know everything. You just got to know the next step. All right. So I hope to see you at some of our free trainings. Hope to see you inside of our Facebook group. Whatever you need, ask for it. You have to learn how to ask for help, have to learn how to ask for direction because we have more help and direction than you've ever seen anywhere else. I'm proud to show you what we have. So reach out to me and uh, let's have a conversation if you need some help. Have a beautiful day.